join us each week as Andrew, Ray, and others bring us in on one of their weekly phone conversations with an amazing agent. This is Little Oak Weekly. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Little Oak Weekly. You are listening to Andrew Bracewell. Happy to be your host today. Today's guest is Mary Tess Kleem. If you have listened to the podcast for a while, you've more than likely heard Mary Tess before. We get into some really cool topics. We talk about uh, mentoring and coaching, uh, having a team or the process of building a team, which Mary Tess is in the middle of. And then we also get into some branding conversations. We talk, uh, touch a little bit on the challenges of the current market as well. Uh, as you will hear, Mary Tess is uh, very defined in the way she thinks through her business and her philosophy. Uh, her faith plays a big part of what she does, and that comes through in, in all that she does. Uh, but she's just all in all a great person, an intelligent, experienced agent, and a great thinker. So without further ado, enjoy my conversation with Mary Tess Kleem. Hello? Okay, it took two tries. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was my problem on my end. I had not pushed one of the important buttons on the recording device. I I see. Could you hear me when you picked up the first time or no? Uh, nope, I could not. Okay. Well, it was, we'll call it an operator error. And it's not the first time it's happened either. So I, uh, <laughs> You've I've, done this before, right? I've done this before. Usually I'm pretty good, but I would say, you know, one out of every maybe 10 interviews, I'm, I get a brain cramp on something and I, you know, uh -huh. I don't push the right button or who knows what, whatever. But okay, we're... I'm putting uh, do not disturb on now. Oh, perfect. Okay, I did that already. Okay. That's another mistake. Here. Sometimes people will, so I'll tell everybody, hey, put your phone on do not disturb, and then they do it. And then when I'm phoning, they don't actually see me phoning. Yeah, so that's a, that's a common error. <laughs> okay, I think that's right. I put my, is my fist on do not disturb. Yeah, you're good. I hear, I'm actually just testing your, uh, your, your sound right now. Hey, was it Tyson's okay. birthday? Was it Hubby's birthday no. the other day? No, no, no. Okay. Valentine's. I, oh, maybe it's your family. I saw him or you or him. This is what the life we live, right? We follow, we, we only see people online. <laughs> so but was somebody, was he eating the pierogi pizza from Panago? Yeah, it's the heart. No, the heart shaped one from Boston Pizza. Or sorry, from Boston Pizza. That's what I'm talking about. But, mm -hmm. but it was a pierogi pizza. Yes. And that's like his favorite or something like that, right? Yes. Yes, that's right. So Look at I, you. I know, I know I'm quite connected online. You know, I got to say I'm, <laughs> I'm getting better at these things. So the reason that stuck out though is because, so, you know, I'll go back in the years and, you know, talk about the old days cause I'm old, but, um, <laughs> I, I worked at Boston pizza Oh, in the early years, I actually got fired from Boston pizza because I pulled a U-turn on a freeway on-ramp in a Boston pizza delivery car. And my manager didn't really like that. I did that. Oh, um, Andrew. <laughs> tisk, but, tisk. but, uh, so anyways, yeah, he got pissed <laughs> off at me. He didn't like my driving skills, but I was actually a good delivery driver. The whole point of the story is that <laughs> I loved the pierogi pizza was my favorite pizza. Um, I know it's the best. And they had it back in the late nineties. Cause I worked at Boston pizza in the late nineties. Okay, so it's been a long-standing. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was my uh, Valentine's uh, mushy post to to Tyson. I said you are my sour cream to the spicy pierogi. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, Anyways, 
we all we all profess our love in different ways, and so that's good. <laughs> okay, so can you hear me? <laughs> I can, I can hear you. It's great. Yeah, yeah, okay, totally. Okay, we're good. Yeah. We're recording. This is all recorded, by the way. Oh. We're, this is all. Oh. oh yeah, we're live. Oh. Everything you oh, say wow. is I can use against you. So uh, forever you know. <laughs> held against me. Okay, yeah, yeah. good. Do you you know what else is good at Boston Pizza? Is those um those little those chips and then the same cactus cut oh my gosh Mm -hmm. i can i know i can eat just totally disgusting amounts of those chips (laughs) and it's the same i think that dip is the same stuff that goes on the pizza right yeah actually it is i'm I'm asking it as a question but i can tell you that it is because i remember again because you know oh insiders this was my this was my life yeah so it is it is and it's kind of like a spicy um creamy dip or whatever it's it's amazing yeah 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 this is great yeah you had the um how's how's your life what's it what's a recent highlight like what's going on in the mary tess world oh um i'm filming some kids videos today for our church so that's always fun we get to uh record these little videos and my kids see them on the screen our church meets in the theater yeah so then the kids see me on the big screen they're like that's my mom amazing that's kind of fun yeah doing that and um building out a real estate team as we speak yeah that's so, one of, that's one of the things that i want to talk to you about today <laughs> you don't say yeah so i ha- i got your email by the way and i read through it so that's good so i feel like you and i are extremely prepared for this conversation uh oh which uh-oh. is which is fantastic okay <laughs> how's your what, what's your market experience right now like are you flying uh like ready to die and you can't stand buyers or like what's your <laughs> what's going on in your world no it's not too bad um i'm starting to see the weeks ahead are going to get really busy We're just starting to push some listings through um lots of inventory is coming in which is good mm-hmm. uh lots of buyers kind of have been sitting in the pocket just waiting and getting priced out slowly and changing their criteria so uh yeah, I was just telling the team, I'm like, guys, brace yourself. Like March is going to be nuts. Uh, but yeah, it's just starting to ramp up for us. The last couple of weeks have all just been consultations with clients and and kind of getting people ready to go. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's going to be busy. Have you do you, what? Do you have an opinion on the uh, significant drop in sales volume and the rising inventory? Like, do you do you feel in your market is that starting to mm-hmm. take an effect anywhere or no? Uh, you know, you see the odd listing now that is maybe a little bit overpriced and it's not selling after the first open house. And you're like, oh, that's kind of odd. Like, you know, everything would sell and everyone says, oh, inventory so well. Yeah. But I think because inventory is picking up and buyers are sensing that and they're seeing the notifications, they're like, oh, now I'm getting five notifications. They used to just get one a week. So yeah. I think they're maybe holding out hope. And then, you know, rates are rising, immigration's up. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I think it's it's going to produce... Not necessarily, I don't know if we'll get to a balanced market anytime soon, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to definitely maybe even out the playing field a little bit, which would be nice. I'm so, not. I'm know. not convinced. I know that the the talk is the rates are going to go up, but you know they said that and then they didn't do it in January, and I'm not convinced that they're going to yeah. do it on March the second either. I um, and, I mean until we see it we'll happen, see. but yeah, well, it's uh, there's there's a lot of variables there and a rate. I don't think it's going to be a big increase either. No, even if they do. Do no. do it. Yeah. Do do. Yeah. The mark the market's hot, but the economy is is soft. So yeah. We'll see what the puppet masters do. <laughs> so um you 
referenced. Let's jump. You know what? I kind of want to start with, I want to, you talked about the team thing and I do want to talk about uh, team with you and, you know, your mindset and that and, and all that goes with that. But I kind of want to start with the, uh, talking about coaching and mentorship. Um, mm. And the way I want to frame, I think a great way to, you know, open the conversation is I just want to say, or I want to ask, how do you think about so let's first start from the perspective of you getting coached. Okay. So you're not, okay. you're the one getting coached or mentored. We can use those words interchangeably. Um, but how do you think about that today versus maybe how you would have thought about it five years ago? And how is it actively playing out in your business today? Yeah, that's great. Uh, I had my first coach way back in the day. Um, to put it in context, I had to fax him my report. <laughs> that's so, amazing this wasn't you're not five that years old ago. how long ago was that <laughs> well uh, it's more like than 10 years this, probably 12 years yeah probably yeah probably. he was this cow. texan texan retiree and he's like Maritas, you, yeah, I, I can't do it i was gonna try to go for the texas accent i just can't do it but um no, yeah stick, he was like you got, me your numbers. you got filipino yeah your i, I <laughs> Send me your numbers for the day. It's very important. I can do that one. Uh, yeah, no, Texas, I can't do. Um, so, yeah, I just send in my numbers. And back then, I really just needed somebody to tell me what to do. I mean, I started when I was, I think I applied for my license when I was 19. I actually yeah. started selling when I was 20. So um, I was like, okay, I got to make phone calls. How do I make a phone call? So it was very basic coaching. And um, it was more so make your calls, you know, do your pop buys kind of. Mm-hmm. idea was this was, a Buffi- was it a buffini coach is that what you were doing mm. you said popeyes that's why i'm asking but maybe it was no i think coach. i'm i think i'm just so brainwashed by popeyes well we're popeyes, all but... we all are just so we're all around <laughs> david Corey so much we hear about it all the time. everyone just says popeye popeye that's <laughs> <laughs> part of my language now yeah uh no i think it was a different program uh maybe richard robbins or one okay. of those guys yeah yeah but it was based in the states um so it was all right. I mean, like I kind of needed some basic foundation. Um, but then I would say I hired Julie, which you introduced me to. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And um, initially I hired her because I wanted to build out a team. And I know she had done that before because she used to be uh, one of the top producing teams in Edmonton. And um, so I was like, okay, here's somebody. She's done it before. So I'm going to hire her. Mm-hmm. But then it ended up, she kind of took me on more of like a life coach journey, which has been way better mm-hmm. and ha- has actually helped me a lot more. I think her business model, um, like morphed as well. Right. Like yes, I introduced you to her when she was like literally leaving real estate and getting into this. And I think that when she started, yes. it was real estate focused, but now she's let, she works with probably predominantly realtors. Is that fair or no? Uh, I think she started to, but not anymore. Not anymore. Now she's doing way, yeah. way broader stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I remember that, did she ever tell you how we met? It was at some conference, right? Yeah, like I I didn't know her well. It was just, we had this encounter at this conference where, you know, when you meet somebody, you kind of know like, huh, I really like that person. Like we only probably spent Mm -hmm. like half an hour together, but I knew Mm -hmm. that there was a lot of substance to her. And then we kind of stayed in touch after the conference. And then, you know, she kind of told me what she was thinking of doing and then she dropped the bomb on me. Yeah, I think I'm going to get out of real estate, which was crazy because she was very, very successful, very uh, successful. In, in Edmonton. And, 
and then, yeah, I made the, you know, and she told me, Hey, I'm starting to do this. And then I think I, I connected you and a few others, uh, yeah. in our brokerage to her. I don't know. Is anyone else still working with her or is it just you? I think it's just me, but I know she did chat with a few, few of her friends and, um, but yeah, like she does Enneagram training. She does like Brene Brown stuff, like all that kind of life coaching things. But initially it, uh, I met her as a real estate coach. So yeah, for anyone, you know, we should probably say this for people who are listening to this. Um, we're referencing Julie Wanger, and you can go to juliewanger.com, J-U-L-I Wanger, W-E-N-G-E-R.com, and now you can have a face to the name. But nice plug. Yeah, there you go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to tell you on Instagram and be like, hey, we talked about you today. <laughs> anyway, she, yeah, I fully endorse her as a human, and she's super skilled. Me too. And she's like very holistic in her approach. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, which is a totally, not for everybody, but totally different vibe right. from a hardcore sales trainer. Um, yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Does she work? Does she only work with women or does she work with men too? No, I know she's got men. Uh, okay. I've never actually well. asked her this. Yeah. I just, you know, I thought it was a worthy, a worthwhile question. So yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, you, sorry, I, we, we, we totally rabbit. I, I we don't rabbit, know if I answered the question. <laughs> we rabbit, well, we rabbit trailed. So how do you, let, let me, let me bring us back. Okay. So, you know, you did the the early stuff with the faxing and the old school coach, but now how does this take shape in your business life? Like I know Julie kind of you said she does she's a life coaching, but how does mm-hmm. this impact your uh your business today? And I know that it, it's your whole life. So answer that however you want. But right. how does it look like for you today what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, I have somebody that I meet with every couple of weeks now with Julie, right? So there's accountability. Um, she holds, yeah, she holds me accountable to figure out, okay, what things are you trying to do with your business? Where are you wanting to go? What are your weak spots? Um, what are some things you want to accomplish? And then, sh- and then we put out action steps and we, I got to do those cause I'm going to report back to her in a couple of weeks and it's, uh, uh-huh. I don't like not doing my homework. And then she shares a lot of her experience with running a team and kind of what went wrong and what, what was successful and what worked for her. Um, she's given me like tangible tools, like sample contracts and independent contractor agreements and like actual tangible things and spreadsheets and like this tangible how you contracts your money. for your, for your team members. Yeah. Got so it. when I like, yeah. And then, um, Excel sheets. So I can track like, Hey, how much business is coming in, you know, like running an actual business <laughs> as totally. opposed to, I was just kind of like closing my eyes and walking in the dark before. Yeah. Yeah. So she's making me look at my numbers and pay attention and track, you know, how many listing presentations am I doing? What's the conversion rate on those? Um, so yeah, lots of, lots of good stuff that I kind of was just not wanting to do before, but is pretty important as a business owner, obviously. Hmm. And so let's flip it now and go like, so, you know, do you, what's your take on, or how do you approach this now in terms of, do you want to turn around and be mentoring people? Are you actively mentoring people? Um, and I mean, this is, I know going to overlap with a team conversation mm-hmm. but how does that set up for you in in the way you do life yeah it, it's funny I, I i haven't set out to be a mentor but i've had a couple people approach me and some people are just like out of the blue just give me a call and they're like hey i want you to mentor me i love what you're doing with your business one person's like not even a realtor they're just an entrepreneur and uh so i was like okay i don't really know what that means to mentor somebody i haven't done any coaching certification but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll meet with you regularly. I'll hold you accountable. We'll define like what your core values are. We're going to go through, um, different business ideas, how we can grow your business. Um, so it, 
yeah, it's kind of played out unexpectedly that way. Um, it's challenging me, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I've mentored a couple of realtors, uh, just meeting with them regularly, helping them problem solve stuff. And I, I really enjoy that part of things. And uh, I mean, it pushes a little bit up against my insecurities of like, well, do I even know what I'm doing? Like, I'm mm-hmm. just, like in my head, I still feel like I'm a rookie. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh, right. It's been like 17 years. Like, I'm not totally brand new. And, and something that seems kind of obvious to me might not be obvious to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've enjoyed that. It's kind of nice and sharing, sharing experiences that you've learned with, with somebody that wants to learn from you it's like oh i got something to to share that's going to be helpful like okay that sounds good is that something when you're so when you're getting when you're meeting with somebody or getting ready to meet with somebody or like let's say you know you Mm -hmm. have a meeting on a wednesday and you know um i'm asking this a little bit i guess maybe because i i'm I'm actually curious in what you're going to say because i i deal with a similar thing what do you feel going Mm -hmm. into the meeting like do you feel a sense of burden or responsibility or does it do you feel a pressure to be like extremely prepared and then (laughs) and then does and then here's a weird question like does the meet when you have a meeting with someone do you find that it goes the way you thought it was going to go or do you or do you find that it tends to go in a direction that you never even intended yeah it rabbit trails quite often um Initially, because I took that mentorship program that Remax put together there, I think there was like 14 of us. Yes. That, and I thought it was going to be like, oh, okay, now I'm going to have all the tools to be like a really good real estate mentor. And it was more so just like leadership coaching, which was fine. Like it was all good. Um, and so, yeah, when people were first starting me asking me to mentor them, I was like, I don't know what that means, but yeah, let's go for lunch and see what happens. Um, and I find that they already had a lot of questions and it was just a matter of me answering but Mm -hmm. now i'm trying to be a little bit more prepared and bring a bit more value by um kind of scheduling out what we want to discuss Mm -hmm. and so if i have it in my calendar and like google calendars and the description notes like as the week's going on like oh actually hey i want to talk to them about how they handle whatever commission objections so then i'll just type that note in there yeah or um yeah so just keeping notes or like last week you mentioned that you wanted to go over uh buying guide stuff so then I'll tag it to the following week. Okay, follow up, and you're, and then I'll say, okay, this week you're going to do the buyer guide, and then next month you're going to do it a second time with the um, information I've given you back and the feedback, and you're going to redo it for me, and we'll role play it back and forth. Hmm. Yeah. So I try. I, I don't know. I still feel like I'm figuring it out, but so far I'm not getting a complaint. <laughs> well, and and I I mean everybody's you know th- there's different styles, right? And I think that nobody's the right fit for everybody. Um, I mean, you're with, you're with Julie cause Julie's a great fit for you. And right. there's people with Buffini cause Buffini is a perfect fit for them too. Do you, yeah. do you remember if you go back, you know, in the, in the early years of your career, let's say like, but you, but when you go back and, you know, think of yourself as an infant in the industry, mm-hmm. when you sought out teaching and mentorship and coaching, were mm-hmm. you inclined to say to someone like, would you say, Hey, I, I need to know, like. I need a buyer presentation or I need a listing presentation or, or were you more um, looking for like help with like, how do I talk to people or how do I right. converse with people? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I feel yeah. like there's, there's two kind of different veins there. And right. I don't know. I'm curious what, what you have to say. Well, I don't want to put my own yeah. thoughts in. I've got my own thoughts, but I don't want to <laughs> run my mouth too much. Um, I mean, my first mentor was my mom. So she's sort of the one who taught me more of the, not not necessarily real estate 
side of things, but the people skills, right? Like, cause that's the kind of stuff that I, I don't think a typical real estate coach teaches you. Uh-huh. Um, and if I'm going to be totally honest, like the first few years of my career were not really anything remarkable. And I big part of that was because I didn't seek out mentorship early mm. on. Um, I kind of wanted to do it on my own. You know, I'm going to prove myself. And I remember people were like, oh, are you on a team? Like, you're so young. And I was like, no, I'm doing this all by myself. So I think I had <laughs> a little bit of pride. <laughs> and uh, and I think it, it kind of held back my career from really snowballing and it, it kind of slowed down part of the journey for me. And, and that's also why I want to mentor now because I'm like, I can help expedite your career and get you to where I was at year seven, but maybe it'd be your year two. Hmm. Um, and you can learn from my mistakes. And so, yeah, that, that's kind of a regret that I have that I was a little bit too proud to ask for, for help when I was younger, but hmm. I would always go to my mom and she would, um, like to put this into context, so my mom's in her seventies now. She just got licensed like last year, um, she, but she was kind what, of. <laughs> what is she doing with her license? <laughs> she's just working on a couple land assemblies here and there. She's not like you know trying to be the next big. That's amazing. Big thing, but it's it's very inspiring, you know, like watching her study at seventy years old and like open up her book and asking me questions. Uh, it's kind of been a, been a bit of a role reversal because when I first got licensed, she was flipping properties and buying and selling. And so I was asking her questions, um, but obviously the market and the rules and all that has changed. But even before that, she was like your classic immigrant that came here from the Philippines, you know, $10 in her pocket, moved to a tiny old logging camp on Queen Charlotte Islands and opened up the convenience store. Like so cliche, but you know, she did it. <laughs> She's <laughs> you know, an internet so meme. That's what you're saying. Yeah. She's an internet yeah, meme. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it, but it's true. And then it's like, oh, I'm, you know, I want to start up the magazine. So she's like, I'm going to start up a car mechanic shop. I was like, mom, you don't even know how to change oil. She's like, I don't care. I'm going to do this. Like, okay. <laughs> so I would sit in and kind of tag along and we didn't have a nanny or childcare or anything. So I'd just go with her to these meetings. And this was before we had iPads or anything like that. So I just sit there and watch her converse with people. So I've learned a lot um, just by watching her interact and, and try businesses that she knew nothing about and kind of just charm her way into opportunities. Hmm. Yeah. So that was, she's kind of my first mentor. How does this overlap now into your, you're moving in or you've moved into, but you're, you're, you're in the middle of creating a team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, How do these two things relate and how are you viewing your career now and your responsibilities and what are you, what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah. I mean, the, the team model initially was totally selfish in that, like, I just want more time back. <laughs> you know, I don't, that's a I good, don't have, that's a good point. You brought, so your, your primary motivator is not do more deals, make more money. Your primary no. motivator is no. get my life back. Yeah. Okay. Like I make, I make enough money. We have a, a lifestyle that we're comfortable with and we've got, I mean, I've got financial goals and we track all those, but it wasn't like, Hey, I want to double my business next year. It's like, no, I'm actually, my goal for this year is the same as it was last year. Like I didn't increase my numbers. Oh, um, I don't know. Even adding, a lot of people say that's bad. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> What's it? If you're not going forward, you're going backwards. <laughs> I'm totally They're kidding. I think that line of thinking is complete bullshit myself, but yeah, 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 I know what you're saying. You're 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 not looking to pile more on. Yeah, and uh, but I my my kids and for context, like they're four, and he just turned six. My other one, so it's like I'm only going to have these early years with them for so long, and mm-hmm. then I know there comes a certain stage where they're like, okay, mom's gross, 
but you know, we don't want to deal with mom anymore. But Mom's right now gross. I'm there. <laughs> my, hey, you know what? My 12, my 12 year old is, uh, still adores his mother. Oh, good. So, oh, that is so good to hear. He is. And I, I, I hope it doesn't change. Like, I mean, I know he's, he's kind of about to go into that, you know, awkward teenager thing, yes. but, um, but he loves mom. He just totally loves oh, good. mom. I mean, my, it's a different okay, relationship with mom and dad. Hope. You've got you've got two of yeah. them. I think you're bound to yeah. get one mama's boy. You might not get two. Hopefully. But hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, my my yeah. 12-year-old is completely into mom still, so. Okay, that that's gives me a lot of hope. <laughs> but like at this point of their life, they just want mom all the time, you know, uh-huh. and they want to do everything with me. And real estate's obviously very demanding. And so the the primary goal of starting a team was that I just want a little bit of my life back and I want to be around for my kids and I don't want to be stressed out carrying the burden of all these clients by myself. And mm. if I forget an email, then, you know, it ruins my night. Um, so I, yeah, basically it was to get help. Because um, I think there's two different ways to do a team, right? Like you can either be like a team lead that's generating a lot of leads and everybody's making money and yeah. uh, you're taking a big cut from your buyer's agents and that's kind of your source of income. Um, or it's like, okay, you're going to structure this so that the buyer's agent is going to get a very generous package so that they want to stay and there's longevity and, and they're going to, you know, you're going to feed them some leads, but I, and I, I've been very upfront with all the realtors I've been meeting is like, I'm not a lead machine. I'm not going to give you like 60 internet leads. Like I'm going to give you my friend that I went, to uh, like Bible study yeah, with for a week and then her mom's good. Incredibly yeah. high and quality lead, but less of them. Less, exactly. Yeah. So I'm not the team for everybody, right? Uh, sometimes people join a team because they want to get a lot of deals and lots of experience. And it's like, yeah, you'll do a good amount of business, but the primary, uh, I don't know, sell for joining my team would be you're going to get mentorship. You're going to get a sense of community. Uh, I'm going to care for you. Like you're part of the family. And um, I've got really good systems and we're efficient in our process. We've got good quality leads, a solid database, and there's going to be accountability. And um, yeah, that's more of the sell than, hey, you want to come and make a lot of money with me? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, money money can be made. If you're doing something well, money's going to be made. But I hear, I hear what you're saying. You're not, you're looking to get your, what does that look like to you to get your life back? Or what, what are your, what would you like to be able to accomplish? I was working basically seven days a week. And so I like to take a Sunday off. And um, now I'm getting to the point where I'm telling my clients, like in my presentations, like we work Monday to Saturday and, and um, there's a scripture verse about like pulling a cow out of a ditch on a Sunday. And so I kind of use it as a joke being like, if you fall into a ditch, I'll, I'll pull you out. But you know, yeah, yeah, call yeah, me yeah. Um, so the clients know, like if there's got to be offer Sunday, we'll do it. But Generally speaking, Monday to Saturday, the whole team is available, but not really uh, on Sundays. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just not having to do the showings anymore for buyers, especially in the evenings when I want to be there to put my kids to bed. And, you know, my husband works during the day. And so seven to nine is like kind of when that's our time. And so I don't want to be out showing houses at that time. So then having somebody else do those showings. Yeah, that's to me, that's getting my life back. And have you encountered any pushback with clients? Or awkwardness with yeah, clients in that, totally. like, because that's not always easy. So how's that? How's that going? Yeah, and that's kind of a work in progress that I'm I'm learning. Um, I've tried the whole let's just not talk about it and and uh, avoid the situation, <laughs> and amazing. I'm just going to send this person instead. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay, so that didn't work. And then I've tried saying uh, in the initial consult to say, hey, 
this person's working with me, they're going to be boots on the ground. So whenever you want to see a place, they're more available than I am, but I'm still overseeing this process and we're here to all support you Mm -hmm. and make sure like the most important thing is that you get access to the property as soon as possible, whether that's me or somebody else. Yeah. So it's more so just about preparing the clients. And uh, so I'm still figuring out how to do that. Like I said, this whole team thing is new, uh, but Mm -hmm. that seems to work pretty well. I think as long as the clients know up front and their expectations are set, then Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So to this point in your career, I, I think it would be safe to say that, well, of course it's safe to say people work with you because of you, because of the human, because of Mary Tess. And right. that's where the rub can mm-hmm. come, right? Like, you know, yes. yeah, like, you know, there it's like, Mary Tess, we love you. And now we're working mm-hmm. with Bob and it's like, I mean, Bob might be great, but we don't know Bob <laughs> and Bob doesn't mean yeah. anything to us. And so herein lies the, I think there's a branding conversation that comes into this and yeah. has an impact. So do you is it are you intentional on your part now moving forward to push your brand so that people are with you because of the brand and not necessarily because Mary Tess or how are you how are you grappling with that because that is is definitely that's a big challenge for for my kind of team model because there's certain team models where it's like who the realtor is doesn't really matter they know their buying system and the brand but for mine it's very personal like the moving friends forward that's very much who I am um, with like my face, I'm moving friends forward in their face, moving friends forward in their marriage relationships, in real estate. Like it's, yeah. it's kind of all encompassing for me. So to introduce a total stranger, yeah, you're right. The clients are like, uh, I don't know who that is. I want to work with you. And so part of that is it's, it's twofold. One is that I've got to make sure that I'm hiring somebody onto the team that is similar to me mm-hmm. so that there's not this initial, um, yeah, kind of shock. It's like, okay, this feels a little bit more natural. Um, two, we've got to roll out some sort of communication to the clients to introduce this person to show show them that. So that's the process that we're working on right now in terms of uh, like team photos and like social media, newsletter mm-hmm. stuff, um, writing out a bio um, and making sure that it's very cohesive with, with who I am. Yeah. And then um, the second part to that is really understanding the core values of moving friends forward. And so that's something that my coach helped me define. And it's like a four point thing that I go through. And each week we review one core value. And then we explain like, what does that mean? We go through examples of, of what are different ways I've displayed this to the clients. And then having the new person come on and go, okay, I can adopt these core values. I'm similar already to you. So this makes sense. Now I just have to be more mindful in how I apply it. What are the, can you share the core values? Um, yeah, I can, let me, I'm just pulling it up on my, I mean, we don't have, I, I'm just, I'm curious. So if you're willing to share, I'd like, I'd love to know what they are. I'm making you work. Okay. So I'll, I'll share, I'll share one of them. Sure. Yeah. So sure, well, one of yeah. them is the, the last one is bring the fun, right? That's part of moving friends forward. That's part of who I am. And so that means, um, that like a real estate transaction can be stressful and emotional. So adding a little bit of lightheartedness can break some tension mm-hmm. and it fun brings life and joy into what could be a sort of tedious process and Mm -hmm. it makes it more enjoyable for us too as well working with these clients yeah and so um because i know that sounds kind of obvious but for a lot of people it's like oh no i gotta be serious i'm the professional here to pay me a lot of money it's (laughs) like totally you You will wear a suit you will not laugh and this is a very (laughs) serious thing that's right (laughs) and so you know we i'm like it's okay to joke with the clients especially if you build a little rapport with them like you can comment on their social media you know, like I have one client there make some insider joke about something and it's like, hey, bring that thing that she mentioned to the next showing. Mm. And like, she'll have a, like a, a laugh about it. Like, it'll just be fun. 
Mm. Um, and just making the team likable, right? Like I know Ray's always like, people will hire you if they know you, like you, trust you. So the bring the bring the fun is really about having people like you. Yeah. Yeah, and and the reason, and then we go through like, why is that important? Well, like you know, when you go to Disneyland, and you have a really great experience, have a really good. You go to an amazing restaurant, you naturally encourage other people. Hey, you want to go there? This place is awesome, and you know, I just felt really good going there, and they naturally share it. So it's like, hey, it generates referrals, and when they think of you, they smile, mm. and that's kind of how we want clients to feel when when I say Mary Tess, I want people to go, oh, I like Mary Tess, not like. Oh yeah, that's right. She put through the sale for us. Like that's kind of she's, the impression she's I want to She's dirty. Leave. I don't like her. She's always up to yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> she's sneaky that one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you know, if you can get a client to laugh with you, then you've built a bond. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I think that really, really builds friendship, genuine friendship, and it brings their guards down. And um yeah, so that's one of the core values. So we go through each of those um, like just one week at a time so they have time to digest it. And we talk about examples of fun things we've done. And like, you know, we did a gingerbread house decorating kit. Like, hey, that lines up with our core values. Let's do one of those for an event. Yeah. So how do you process, like, it's always easy. It's easy to talk about the, you know, the, the good stuff, the things that go well. But you have a, you know, you have a very defined you know, I would say your, your vision, your brand, your, your purpose, mm-hmm. like I would probably suggest you're probably, I was thinking you're going to agree with this, but a large percentage of your clients view things the way you view them, probably similar philosophically, probably share yeah. a lot of, uh, the, the spiritual side of things or religious side of yeah. things, but how do you, but that's not always the case. So like all of us, right. you know, end up working with a client where it's like, I'm not, I don't really like this person or we're not quite equally yoked, <laughs> but we're into it now. And it's like, oh crap, you know, here we go. So that to me actually is, you know, it's easy to talk about the easy stuff, but what about those scenarios? Does that bring, how do you handle like added levels of stress? Do you carry more anxiety in those situations? What yeah. about when you just know you are not going to be ever be friends? How do you, how does that play out in your brain and and through a transaction? You just sell it as fast as possible. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Get them through as quickly as possible. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, it definitely, they they carry a lot more stress. Sometimes you kind of know up front if they're going to be a bit of a pain, but that can also be helpful to have team members because it's like, maybe they'll drive better with this person or that person's more patient with them. or. yeah. Or it's like, you know what, we'll get through this. And at the end of the day, they're not going on the database. Like they're not going to get invited to the Christmas party. They're not going to get, mm-hmm. you know, the, the follow-up phone calls. Like they're, we're going to try to slowly eliminate these people out because I love just like coming out of the meeting and, and the team members are like, man, your people are so great. Mm-hmm. Like that was such a great meeting. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. And we want more people like that. And I want you to feel like this every day, not like dreading the clients that we're working with. Do you see it? Are you like when you encounter somebody who comes across as maybe prickly or maybe you're not equally yoked mm-hmm. or whatever, are you yeah. more likely to see that as a challenge to try to win them over? Or are you like, ah, you know what? It's not the right thing. Let's not try to force it. What's your, where would you fit um, in that? It depends on my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very honest answer. I like that. You know what? Some like, people might hear you know that what? and think that's not good, but I think that's perfectly honest. I think that's great. You know, like, hey, I haven't done a couple sales in the last couple months. Uh, I, I need to get one done. Like, let's just kind of put our head down, work with them as best as possible. And 
I mean, like, again, part of this is that pastoral side of me. It's like, you know what, maybe there's a reason and a purpose for this. And I'm going to care for this person as much as possible. And I'm going to just pray for extra grace. We call them like extra grace required people and um, just serve them (laughs) as best as possible. Um, But knowing that like, this is not going to be long-term. Yeah. Interesting. So how does the, your brand moving friends forward, Mm -hmm. you've had that, I think, like a long time, have you not? Yeah, I think it's about uh, maybe almost ten years. So, where did that come from, and is there what's the what's the meaning behind that? I mean, maybe that has something to do with your um, the four points we talked about, but but how does that fit in? I didn't come up with it myself. I'm not that smart. It was a branding girl. That is her job. She does that full time. Um, she's known me since I was a kid. Like we've been friends since high school. So that really helped. We, I remember we sat down actually at a Boston pizza of all places. Well, that's where all the business <laughs> goes down. I would still, I'll go to a Boston pizza like right now. Like I, I put Boston okay. pizza, I rank it way higher than most people do. So I, yeah, I, yeah they got a couple good items there. Okay. <laughs> hashtag Boston Pizza, tag them in the post, uh, sponsored. Yeah, so uh, we sat down at Boston Pizza. She kind of asked me who I was. I mean, she kind of already knew me, and she created like a whole thing. And I was using at the time, I think, the the realtor that friends recommend. I think that was what I came up with because I was so smart, and I was like, I could do marketing. That That one's not bad. So if that's available, anyone listening can actually take that now if you're not using it. Yeah, you can't take me. I'm I'm not trademarking mine, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you can take the other one. You take my old one. Um, yeah. So she had that and she's like, okay, yeah, that's what you're working with. And then she went away and did her magic and chewed on it and came back with a slogan. And I loved it because it's um, so moving is obviously, okay, this is probably about real estate of some sort of friends, which for me was really defining because it's like, okay, I know who my ideal clients are and that's my friends or friends of friends or people that I want to be friends with. Mm. So I don't want to work with just anybody, random sign call. And then uh, forwards, it's like it tells clients, we're actually going to get you results too. We're not just here to hang out and be friends. (laughs) Like we want to be friendly, but not too friendly. You know, like we're actually a professional business and it's uh, clear, it's concise. And the brand itself, like the colors are kind of youthful. They've got some teal and blue, like light blues. Um, She's got some funky shapes uh, that are kind of off-centered square vintage because she knows I like that kind of like 1950s era and um, it's kind of fun and playful. And like the font is actually the Vancouver Aquarium font. So it's rounded, it's family friendly, it's like all lowercase as opposed to like all uppercase is like, I'm yelling at you. It's like all lowercase uh, approachable. So when you take a look at the font and the brand in like two seconds, you're going to know what kind of person I am. Uh-huh. And so, you know, if you're looking for that realtor, that's like, Hey, I'm going to drive a flashy car and carry a briefcase and wear a black suit. And, you know, I'm super rich. Like I'm, you can tell from this brand, like that's not Mary test. And that they're probably, those people are probably not going to call me, uh-huh. which is uh-huh. totally fine because I, totally. again, like I want to work with certain type of people. So yeah. I think, yeah, the brand's been very helpful for me. And, and I had it, um, when I moved to Abbotsford and I had to relocate and I know I didn't know anybody, mm. like I didn't know a single person in Abbotsford. And I feel like the brand really told people like she, she's running a legitimate business and it gave me a lot of credibility and it told people who I was without having to tell people. Hmm. And so do you feel like your brand is important to your clients? Like I, I know that uh, sometimes I wonder if we think brands are more important than they yeah. are, but, <laughs> but do you, what would your, 
what do you think your client, I mean, yeah, you've indicated that it tells people who you are. So what do you think your clients say? Yeah. I mean, they quote it back to me in, in, in like funny ways. It's like, oh, I tried out your new recipe. You're really moving me forward. It's like, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> everyone you love it. Comedian. You love it. Don't, don't deny it. I do, I do love it. <laughs> of course. So it's kind of, I, I don't know if they're like, wow, we're just brand is important to me. I don't think they would classify it that way, but I think they would, I would say it gives them subconsciously a level of comfort and trust with me. Mm. Yeah. yeah. To say like, I know what I'm getting when I call Mary Tess, if I'm going to refer her to my friends, I know what I'm going to get. And um, yeah, but I, I don't know if they would say it's important to them. It's probably more important to me and it, it keeps me on track and, and make sure that I don't get distracted or go off track of what I'm trying to do mm. and who I'm trying to be. So I'd say it's probably more important to me, but I'd say it, help, it helps the business as well. In this environment, other than the, 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 I know, you know, running around with buyers and time, we've kind of t- t- touched on that and I know that that's a challenge, but is there something in this environment or this market that's been a unique challenge for you or something that you just don't enjoy? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like it's a little bit sick, but I kind of like giving people bad news <laughs> and I'm getting really good at it. And for a lot of buyers, we're delivering a lot of bad news. It's like, sorry, you lost again. Sorry, you got priced out of the market. Wow. And so that, you know, that, that part of the thing is like, that's not those fun conversations, but mm-hmm. those are the opportunities where I get to kind of put on my pastor wife hat and, and care for these people and for clients that are open to it. Like, you know, we pray through the process as well. There's lots of prayer that happens back and forth and uh, lots of people going, okay, I feel much better. Like lots of encouragement. Yeah, and like heart to hearts and and that kind of stuff. That that side you're, of things. You're saying you've though. enjoyed that, or you don't enjoy that, or that's been that, no, that, no. I like that. But what's... I mean, I don't like having to tell people that they lost, but mm-hmm. I I enjoy journeying with them and and carrying them through it and and trying to give them hope and give them different ideas and problem solve and you know what about mom and dad? What about like could they pull some equity? Out? Like yeah. I like that side of sure. fixing things and. Yeah, when people are really down in the dumps, I like being the one there to help encourage them and be like, keep going, guys. You can do it. Have you had people like who are legitimately priced out now in this environment? Or do you have people in that situation? Yeah. And what's and (laughs) And what are they doing? What's the what's the mindset or what's the plan? That well, some of they either have to go further out. So but then that means a bigger commute. Yeah. Um, that means mom and dad uh, trying to get some equity out from them. That means going from the townhouse into a condo instead. Um, yeah. Or they're just sitting and waiting and they're too discouraged and and yeah. they're going to just kind of hope for the best. And it's like, I don't think that's a good idea. You should just get on the train while you can. Mm. Um, but yeah, what can you do? Yeah, it's tough. And you, I mean, how do you, um, so when you're in that scenario, what... Mm-hmm. Are you telling, like, a lot of the questions that come right now, people are saying, well, like, is the market going to turn around? And, you know, what's your advice to people? Is it just get in the market no matter what, any way you can? Mm-hmm. Or how are you, how are you approaching that conversation? Yeah, I mean, it, that's sort of the advice that I've been given since I was yeah. 20 and, like, you know, buying my first place. So I've passed that on to clients as well. And, you know, just get in the market. You're going to be spending that money on rent anyways, even if the market flips hang on to it for a couple of years. Um, it should bounce back. Like, you know, just, you're going to be spending money on rent. You might as well 
just get in into something and uh, worst case scenario, you turn it into a rental and then you can buy the bigger place you want in a few years once you get some equity. So like just trying to keep the clients focused on the future because mm-hmm. right now they're just so stuck on where we currently are at and, you know, it's impossible. Prices can't go up anymore. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, mm-hmm. just go drive, you know, two hours that way mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. prices are up. Yeah. So it's not impossible. Yeah. What do you see happening? What do you anticipate for this spring and fall? Like, what are you preparing yourself for mentally? I mean, do you see mm-hmm. a scenario where we're carrying listings beyond a couple weeks? Yeah. I, I, well, I think some, I think for the greedy sellers that are going to overprice their place, yeah, it's going to sit for a couple of weeks, but, but I think there's, there's still such a demand that there's going to, it's going to be busy and listings are still going to sell if they're priced within re- uh, reason. Mm. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's anyone's guess. <laughs> if we if we knew we would uh if we knew we maybe wouldn't be doing what we're doing maybe we'd just be you know gathering up real estate wherever we can i mean I've, i bought a, another place just for my for myself so I, i'm kind of putting my money where my mouth is and i'm banking on the market continuing to go the way it goes so I, i'll tell clients that too it's like you know this is not just hypothetical for me like this is a i made the investment i pulled equity out of my house to to buy something else Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think the market's still going to be strong for a while. And um, so I think that gives them a little bit of confidence knowing that their own realtor is kind of leveraging herself oh, to do it. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, oh, to be able to say that you're doing what you're asking people to do is, is I think significant. If you're not, then it would be easy for a person to, to, <laughs> to ask why. <laughs> yes. What else is top of mind? Anything else that's, that's burning in your head these days? Um, I'm starting up a realtor community group, which is a little bit maybe more on the religious side of things. So for it's not going to interest a lot of other realtors, but um, well, you're trying, to, you trying to say there's not a lot of other realtors that are religious or what? <laughs> well, they, some people are like, that's, that's not a, that's not their uh, cup of tea. You know, they want to yeah. join a mastermind group and talk about goal sure. setting and, yeah. and all. it's like, yeah, that's fine. There's, there's lots of groups out there, but um, I want to create something that's a little bit different. It's a bit of a unique niche for people who are like, actually, I want to be like a better human. I want to be a better uh, spouse and a better uh, realtor as well. Like we're going to have, it's going to be skewed towards business, mm-hmm. but it's more of a foundation of, of being better leaders in our community. Um, How are you starting yeah, that? What's your, what does that look like? <laughs> so there's just five people. I call them up. That was my pitch. Basically what I just said. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I'm in. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, you don't, you don't really know me super well. And these are people I don't know super well, but um, they I were kinda, just like, personally... people that you kind of picked off like other Fraser Valley realtors kind of thing or. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, you know, I interact a little bit with them on social media. Yeah. Uh, I know some of them have a background of faith and, and uh, so I just reached out. I'm like, Kate, we're going to get together in my house on Tuesday morning for like an hour. Let's just get in the same room. I'm going to share a little bit more of my vision about this. And uh, if you guys are in, you're in. I'm going to bring some books and uh, we'll go through it. It's like an eight-week thing. And then I don't know what's after that. Like maybe we'll sweat up and do more groups. But, um, you know, because we talk about improving our industry's image mm-hmm. in the community. And it's like, you know, I know we do our realtor care things and the blanket drives and like all that kind of fun stuff. But I, I want to do something that's a little bit more like grassroots level where we're working on the human beings, mm. like at their heart level, not just mm-hmm. their charitable acts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's something I'm kind of excited about. I don't really know where it's going to go. It's one of those things where I feel like my mom, who started the car mechanic shop, so I was like, "You don't know anything about car mechanics." 
it's like, well, I'm just going to do it. We'll just see what happens. And worst case scenario, I get to make a couple more friends in the industry. And uh, best case scenario, they love it. They're better um, husbands to their wives, better moms and dads to their kids, and uh, better realtors to their clients. You know, like, it's kind of a win-win even if I lose. Hmm. Very cool. Well, I will... Uh... Are you, that's something that you're doing now or when's that, when, what's, when's that? Um, tomorrow, the first, oh, yeah, wow, the first okay. group is coming by tomorrow. So cool. we'll, we'll see what happens. And, uh, yeah, I've had a few people like, oh, that sounds interesting. Like, can I come? I was like, you know, I only have so many chairs in my house. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is not a public, it's not open to anybody. So yeah. you never know, you might grow in demand. You might have a pile of people that want to get involved. Who knows? Like, yeah, it could be cool. We'll see. Just okay. trying it out. Well, we'll have to, uh. We'll do a follow-up call at some point, maybe later in the year, and we'll see how how that went, and then we'll check in on your um, on your team build as well, and see how yeah. see if your plans actually went according to plan, or if everything blew up and you're uh, and you're doing something <laughs> different. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. I highly, I highly doubt it. I uh, I sincerely appreciate you taking the time today, and I oh my pleasure to be here. Thoroughly enjoy the conversation and. Um, me too. Yeah, well, uh, well, I'll make sure we tag we'll tag Julie on this, and she can yeah, listen. And Boston Pizza. And Boston. Well, not at all Boston <laughs> Pizza, but we'll make sure we let Julie know that we talk nice about her, and uh, and you know people yeah. can check her out online if they want. Yeah, she's great. Okay, busy awesome. day ahead or what? You got deals you're working on? No, today Friday was Tyson's day off, so um, the kids are ice skating right now. They're coming home. We're going to the church, and then my dad's going to come for a visit, and then I'm just kind of doing some emailing in between. So. Yeah, not too heavy. Wow, a relaxed Friday. Congratulations. Mm, team team uh, benefits. <laughs> yeah, team team. Oh, you got you got other people doing things for you. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. Okay, well, have a great weekend, and we'll uh, we'll see you soon. You too. Okay, thanks, Andrew. You bet. Take care.